When Masa first suggested that we do podcasts, the thought was to revisit those who were interviewed on their career paths with a discussion on their clinical passion, ergo the launch with Stasiona and Mia. As an addendum, we thought perhaps colleagues uh, giving courses could be interviewed about them. In lieu of 2D flyers, we could do 3D voices on the announcement of the location and the topic. The first of these is with Petros Yuvanoglu, Costa Nicolopoulos, and Ihab Rashad and their osteodensification course in Dubai on the 4th of February. So let's hear what the boys have to say about osteodensification. Uh, we have a wonderful opportunity today to meet uh, Petros uh, Yvonneglou and Costa Nicolopoulos and the very famous Ihab Rashad. And we are talking today about their course in Dubai at the Villa Fortuny Training Center on osteodensification. It's a hands-on training session, which I don't know how you could teach osteodensification without doing hands-on. I don't know how you could teach anything without doing hands-on. Uh, but they're doing this course, I think it's, when is it, guys? It's on February the what? The 4th? The 4th, is that what? correct? Yeah. It's on the 4th. Okay, it's the day after my birthday, so it's a very important course. That's how it goes. Okay. So the reason for doing this is that you're going to get to meet these people. Uh, in contrast to looking at a glossy brochure or a funny flyer in social media. I, I think it allows for uh, a stronger sense of uh, the collegiality between these people when they do the course, the camaraderie that is in play, and certainly the fact that this is pervasive, whether we talk about a course in Dubai or we talk about a course in Tanzania, it's about a technology, osteodensification, that in the last five years has just taken the implant world by storm. So without further ado, Petros, could you discuss what it is that's going to happen uh, from your part that day? Hey, first of all, hello to everybody. Um, I'm Petros, I'm a prostodontist um, for the past 25 years and I've been working with Costa, who's an oral surgeon. And the, both of us, uh, we love implant dentistry. And uh, from the early on, we realized that uh, all of our patients uh, wanted to have teeth immediately onto their implants. And in order to do that, uh, you need to have good primary stability to your implants. And uh, osteodensification is a technique that we're going to talk about. It's the method that with which we can achieve very high primary stability and we can load our implants immediately. So on that course, we're going to explain to everybody how osteodensification works and uh, what you should do in order to achieve better results and have always the ability to load your implants, almost always to load your implants uh, with teeth immediately. So okay. on that. Sorry, you, you were talking before about the biomechanics. You, you're going to address the science in this course. Uh, the, the way the bone is adjusted, the difference between deforming the bone and you know, negative. This is, this is negative subtraction drilling, correct? And versus uh, subtraction drilling. It's very important for you to understand how the system works. If you don't understand the properties of the bone, uh, you can't really uh, implement the technique. Uh, for example, the osteification works only in trabecular bone. It doesn't work if the bone is extremely hard. So you need to take advantage of the trabecular bone and uh, play with the physical properties and the biomechanical properties of the bone. And on that course, we're going to explain all that. We're going to explain how the energy is absorbed from the bone, how the bone is not destroyed, but it's moved. So you can uh, 
uh, you can play with the plasticity and the elasticity of the bone, and uh, you can achieve good primary stability. But Costa, you're you're the fellow that does the work. I mean, uh, Petros is restoring it, but you are actually doing the actual protocols. Can you address your segment of the course, or at least dealing with the the surgical aspect? Yes. So uh, once uh, Petros uh, addresses the science behind uh, osteodensification and uh, presents all the different protocols in the different uh, uh, clinical scenarios. Then we will do hands-on training where the participants will uh, drill in the cow femur bone, in fresh cow femur bone, and they will appreciate the uh, bone movement during osteodensification counterclockwise drilling. So by using a real bone and not just uh, a piece of wood or a piece of acrylic or an acrylic model, the participants will be able to perform real osteodensification, appreciate the uh, high ITV insertion torque values, and also appreciate a very important concept in osteodensification called the spring back effect. So when we are drilling in a non-subtractive way, the bone is moved by a hydrodynamic compression wave using this Burr technology, this revolutionary uh, Burr technology that Salah worked out about five years ago. And with the irrigation, the bone particles are pushed into the trabecular spaces and the bone is densified. A few seconds later, that bone that's densified springs back into the osteotomy. And that's called the spring back effect. And that's between 0.3 and 0.5 millimeters of inward movement back into the osteotomy. And that's very, very beneficial for primary stability. And the participants will actually appreciate that by drilling a hole, an osteotomy, taking the drill out, putting it back into the osteotomy, and then a few seconds later, trying to pull the drill out. And it's very difficult to pull the drill out because of the spring back effect. And the next big and important part of the hands-on that both I and Petrus and, of course, Ehab are involved in is to teach the participants how to do subcrestal sinus lifting. So okay. we use special models that have a material that are made out of a material that closely resembles trabecular bone. There is a sinus in the model with a sinus membrane. And by drilling counterclockwise in a specific way, specific protocol, the floor of the sinus can be lifted without tearing the sinus membrane. We're then going to pack the osteotomy with a bone grafting material, either an allograft or a synthetic material. And we're going to elevate the floor of the sinus without tearing the sinus membrane. So that's called a subcrestal sinus lift as opposed to a lateral wall sinus lift. And this technique, it's uh, much easier than a lateral window technique. And this course is addressed to general dentists, to specialized dentists, to oral maxillofacial dentists, to prostodontists. But, you know, not everybody is an oral maxillofacial surgeon like, uh, uh, like Costa. 
And not everybody knows how to do complicated surgeries to perform lateral windows. This subcrestal sinus lift elevation of the sinus floor membrane, it's so much easier to be done and can be done from general dentist as well. And this is very important. And nowadays, almost everybody is trying to place implants. And by simplifying the protocol with this technique, it's much, much easier. Fantastic. Ihab, your part of it is the actual sort of chair-side clinical work that you do using it. Can you comment on your section of the presentation? Yeah, I can actually, this Versa uh, Versa uh, is actually a game changer in the implant field. Uh, nowadays, I never perform any uh, implant surgery using a normal drill. I always use the Versa Versa, so you can actually use them either to cut hard bone or to compress soft bone. So uh, as uh, uh, Petrus was saying that you can uh, change the uh, structure of the bone. If the bone is too soft, you can compress it and you can place the implant in uh, either in the posterior or anterior area of the maxilla, for example, and you can gain a good amount of primary stability. Uh, in the old time, we used to use the normal drills and then uh, once you place the implant, if you see that it doesn't have enough stability, you have to postpone. So it kind of minimizes the treatment time. Also, uh, in case of sinus lifting, it will show how to uh, be less traumatic to the patient during the sinus lifting. And the whole time, we have to have a big window, as the guys mentioned. Now you can do this all internally, like a normal uh, implant site. So. Uh, you minimize the trauma to the patient after the surgery. You minimize the amount of pain that the patient gets after having a big uh, chunk of bone removed in the maxilla during the lateral window uh, elevation. So this is a very, actually, uh, a very friendly uh, technique to the patient. It's like, it's like driving a, an old car and driving a new car with all the technology. You feel the luxury of having everything simple. Just uh, like uh, you uh, uh, place your implant in any kind of bone uh, structure. You don't have to uh, think, okay, I have to delay the uh, implant. I have to remove a, a tooth after extraction and wait for the bone to grow. And then I have to place my implant. So it's a kind of a game changer in a way that you are less traumatic to the patient. And at the same time, you're saving time. So you're also reducing cost and the treatment time to the patient and make the life easier for the dentist. Because uh, this kind of uh, 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 surgical work, it needs uh, lots of skills and it needs lots of uh, training. And uh, with this kind of uh, Versa Bears, it eliminated that amount of uh, uh, teaching and learning curve. You can uh, uh, do it as a, a beginner uh, dentist who wants to place implant just by understanding what are you drilling? Is it uh, soft bone or hard bone? if you use the drills in a forward uh, direction or reverse direction, because based on the bone type, you have to understand uh, either a cut the, uh, the, the, the bone with the forward movement or compress the soft bone. It's like doing the, 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 um, the ash wood, you compress it as a wood particles and then you get a, a hard structure of wood. It's the same thing in the bone as well. When the bone is too soft and it's very fragile, what you do when you compress with the osteodensification, you make it like a hard bone that you get a big amount of uh, torque during the insertion of the implant. And, and uh, based on that, you can load your implant directly. So you minimize the, uh, the trauma to the patient. You also reduce the healing time. You reduce the uh, amount of uh, 
uh, bone that you have to use at the site when you have a missing bone, when you drill. When we used to drill before, we used to shatter all the bone and uh, just uh, throw it and get the assistant ticket with the suction. So you basically, you're throwing a vital bone into the uh, uh, trash. So uh, nowadays, if you have a very little bone, you can keep it as it is and just move it rather than just cutting it and throwing it away. So this is the advantage of this kind of technique. It's really a game changer. Since I use these bears, I never use any normal drill ever when I place any implant. Even uh, uh, some cases, if I use uh, the drills in a kind of a hard bone, which is uh, a technique that you have to use the bears in a forward uh, direction, uh, it's, it has a good, efficient way to cut the bone uh, rather than the, the other way. And the way it's expand the bone gradually, it's just like uh, like uh, uh, expanding a, a piece of a bone gradually without putting too much tension and keeping the vitality of the bone cells rather than just compressing. When we all time we used to use the bone condensers that when you compress the bone cells a lot or if you overheat the bone by the drilling, you kill the cells. But with these kind of drills, you keep the vitality of the cells, which is accelerate the healing. And uh, uh, when you accelerate the healing, you give the patient uh, more chance of having the result they require in a shorter period of time and uh, less trauma to the patient as well, as I mentioned. So you don't use uh, uh, much of uh, uh, a different material from the, from the body that, or the site where you drill. Uh, in the old time we used to drill, we shatter the bone and then we have to place uh, a bone grafting material which has an extra cost you have to use also a kind of a membrane that has extra cost you minimize the things now especially when you have a bone which is very soft you can compress it nicely you can let the patient go home as uh, costa and petrus was saying the patient can go home with the tooth in the same uh, time out the surgery and uh, it's it's a good advantage because even nowadays most of our patients go online, they read, and they understand uh, the meaning. Like uh, my, my friends who are not dentists, they tell me, do you do immediate loading? So it's coming more uh, educational thing to the patient that they understand that some people immediate loading. You can place your implant and uh, load it in the same time. And uh, the advantage of this technique that you eliminate a big amount of a psychological shock, especially when you have like a young lady coming to the clinic extracting her front tooth. And then in the old time, you used to let her go home with a, a temporary crown that looks not very nice. It's removable. So you really, we as a dentist, we don't see this as a psychological trauma to the patient. But when a lady comes in, a young lady comes into the clinic and just leave with a tooth that looks quite nice, like a normal tooth. Sometimes we even use the normal tooth of the patient and uh, uh, modify it to use as a temporary crown. It's, it's really a, a kind of, a, a, I would say, a, a euphoria to the patient that they walk in, walk out with the tooth. They don't have to worry about, I'm going to have a, a temporary tooth that looks bad. It's going to keep falling off because this is something that the patient always asks. I'm going to have a temporary tooth for how long? Uh, I, I, my, my friend had a tooth that was keep falling off every time she goes out or my colleague cannot come to work for a few days because he didn't have a tooth in his mouth after the surgery. And also, uh, the, the, this, this psychological part of the treatment, it's, it's a small thing for us as a dentist to place an implant. It's no big deal. But for really, when you talk to the patient, it really have a, a, a very nice effect that they know that they're going to walk in, walk out, 
and the next day you even talk to them on the phone, they tell you, I didn't feel a thing, everything feels really good because you eliminate the amount of foreign body that you use at the site, like bone grafting or a membrane or titanium mesh or screws that we used to use in the past. So it's a kind of a technique that make life easier for the dentist and make life easier for the patient as well. So this is the advantage and the good thing about it. Well, I mean, it's interesting to hear all of you talk in the sense that I know that, um, well, first of all, I've met Salah, and he's probably one of the most gracious and humble people that you would ever meet. So I'm, it's intriguing. He has created this universality of this particular approach, and whether it's the course in Dubai or whether it's someplace else, there's a sort of standardization. So in terms of all of you to let to finish this up, um, I'm curious. You've met Salah, obviously, Petros, okay? Can you, is there a story that you could share about him? I know that he was, he's almost evangelical about this technique. I mean, he just, he's, he's such, well, he, I don't know what his background is. It sound, almost sounds like engineering, but, and, and you as well, Costa, and you as well, yeah. You've worked with him. You know, you understand his passion. As I say, a very humble gentleman. This is a protocol that he has evolved and developed. The company has grown leaps and bounds out of Michigan. Is there something you can share about this sort of network of people that have got together to espouse this philosophy and sort of carry this, this technology literally globally. Do, do you have something you can share? Yeah, basically, I can sum up Salah um, by saying he's a genius. Okay. He's a, hum a hum genius. And uh, he's also got the ability to, um, to uh, build a team around him of very efficient people. Uh, I met his team in Michigan, and they are a phenomenal bunch of uh, young. That's the interesting thing. He's got this young team around him working very passionately. Uh, passion drives this team to keep on improving uh, the osteoidentification system. And the latest innovation, uh, which I'm also very passionate about, is using zygomatic osteodensification drills. It's something that I've been using. I, I tested the, the prototype uh, two years ago, and they became commercially available last month in the USA. And it's something that's going to revolutionize zygomatic implant surgery as well now. And uh, all I can say is that passion drives his, uh, his, um, his success. Interesting. And you obviously, both you and uh, Petros and Ihab have met him. Uh, I, I'm just curious about one thing. Um, is there an academy meeting? Do you, do you folks get together and share all your information and your cases? Are you involved? And in, I know there's been, like, I, I did the research in PubMed, there's been like 20 papers in the last two years on osteodensification. Samuel Blyan, Ziv Mazur, um, a Canadian fellow did it on uh, sinus lifting, Nilesh Sagar. Um, are you working multi-center? Is there a team that you're involved with that is carrying the, I was going to say proselytizing, that's such a horrible word, but you're carrying the word, carrying the message. Is there, is there, is that going on now with respect? Yes. It is. Well, just before COVID, there was the World Osteodensification Conference in, uh, in Arizona. And that was a, yes, a, a, uh, we attended that, uh, that conference. Uh, uh, we were, we were, privilege to be speakers as well. And uh, there must have been about 450 people attending that conference in, uh, in, in uh, Arizona. Uh, that was in, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, just before COVID. 
Uh, and now uh, Salah has uh, established the Academy of Osseodensification in Chicago. And that has started off uh, a few months ago, post-COVID, or at, let's hope to, at the end of COVID. It started, uh, we will be presenting, the, I will be presenting there um, in March with uh, Carlos Aparicio. Have you heard of uh, Carlos Aparicio? He's the world-famous uh, Zaga guy, the zygomatic implant uh, man of the world right now. So we'll be presenting and then um, Petrus and I will also be presenting uh, uh, in Chicago on uh, the same day teeth concept, same day implants and teeth optimized by osteodensification. Uh, and then of course there are a lot of other people that are involved in this teaching. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of, uh, Ziv, uh, you mentioned Ziv Mazor, you mentioned uh, um, Howard Gluckman, he's part of this. Uh, there's a guy called Chuck Schumer. Uh, Chuck Spot on. Yeah. A, a very advanced guy using mm -hmm. a, a socket shield and his spot. He calls his, uh, spot, his technique. Yes. His spot technique. It's, a, it's basically taking a, a socket shield and partial extraction therapy to another level. So these are, are very – we're living in amazing times in implant dentistry where – as Ehab said, game changes like osteodensification and uh, socket shield and partial extraction therapy, and now um, osteodensification with zygomatic implants. We th things are moving at another level now. Fantastic, Petrus. I'm going to ask you a question that maybe it's not inappropriate, uh, but it's uh, well, I don't know. Regardless. Um, your choice of implants. I, I don't even know why I'm asking this question, but it's your your choice of implant is. The brand, you mean? The brand. Yeah, the brand we're using Southern implants. Southern implants. And your rationale for that is? I think uh, everybody should achieve uh, screw retention. And uh, the best way to achieve screw retention is if you use implants, which are site-specific implants, which are having an angle incorporated into their body. And the uh, Southern implants has coaxis implants of 12, 24, or 36 degrees. And by using those coaxis implants, you can achieve always screw retain prosthesis. And I think every dentist should achieve screw retain prosthesis and go away from the cemented prosthesis. 80% of the perimplantitis cases are because of cement leftovers. So go away from cemented prosthesis. That's awesome. Ihab, where are you gonna be for the next four to six months? Okay, I will be lecturing uh, at the end of the month in uh, the Dubai conference, uh, which called the EDIC. And then uh, I think uh, in uh, June, I will lecture in Italy. And then uh, September, uh, I will be lecturing again in Cairo. And I think toward the end of the year, I will lecture again in Italy uh, in another uh, conference. So uh, this is what I remember so far because I'm away at the moment, so I don't have my schedule on me. <laughs> When are you inviting me to Tehran? We're going to Iran, you, you said? You want to go in the summer to Iran? Well, if we get invitation to go to Iran, we'll go to Iran. Okay, sounds reasonable. I like that. Gentlemen, thank you for doing this. Um, I, I hope it works out. I hope people appreciate the rationale behind it. It was a delight to meet both Petros and Costa. Uh, never had that opportunity. You're charming, and I love the South African accent, Costa. South African accents are the sexiest accent in the world. They really are. They're very seductive. 
maybe it's Charlize Theron. I don't know. Maybe that's my bias. I have no idea. But regardless, uh, thank you all. Uh, I hope this conference is a tremendous success. I hope that it leads people to recognize the value of other osteodensification conferences. And uh, it'll be fun to see what happens in Chicago with what uh, Salah has once again conceived. And as you said, he's, he's a genius. He's quite a brilliant man. And uh, more power to him for all that he does. So have yourself a wonderful day. I know in Greece, it's what? Dinner time? Long past dinner time? Okay. And uh, in Portugal, you've had dinner or you're on your way? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Yeah. It's about, uh, I think, uh, 7.40 p.m. Well, go have some dinner with the beautiful lady. And gentlemen, thank you again. Uh, hopefully, we'll meet sometime in the future. I know that I would love to go to Greece. I want to see my friend Manolis. I'd love to meet Fafi at this point in time. Um, one of my ended on a graduate students uh, when I was a clinical instructor. Uh, she's there. It, it's just a great place. Love to get back to Athens and hopefully we can go have dinner someplace. That'd be lovely. Enjoy a fantastically successful course, gentlemen. Fantastically successful. I wish you the best. Thank you, Ken. Pleasure. Pleasure. And Petros and Ihab, be well, everybody. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to call it a day. Thank you. I hope that worked for you. I mean, I think it was a good idea. We'll find out if people acknowledge it. But it truly was a pleasure to meet you and to hear what you're doing. And again, uh, I don't know that COVID is in the back. I know that there's a lot of spiking and everything else. I just don't think it's going to be an issue for those of us who are boosted and are careful. So God willing, we shall see you all at some time down the road. Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All the best. All the best. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We thought to do these as often as there are those who want to do them. Bidenexus is a family of colleagues. We learn together. In the context of a rising tide raises all ships, the idea of pre-course discussions on the course would seem to make sense or to talk about unique innovations or inventions by members. In this particular case, we're going to see you next time with Giancarlo Romero about notes. And I definitely have to get this transitional relined as I am lisping something fierce. See you soon.